Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. What shall I say unto my maker? What are you have to say? What shall I say?
this mountain it shall be removed this mountain shall be removed it's by my spirit says the Lord this mountain this mountain shall be removed. This Come on. His word is settled in heaven. Come on. Forever. about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Nothing ruins a perfectly good grocery haul like surprise fees. That's why Kroger has free pickup, so you can get what you need and none of the extra charges you don't. Simply head to the Kroger app and start your cart and enjoy the perks of picking up groceries and household items without hidden fees. Now, the only surprise will just be how amazing that new flavor of ice cream tastes. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Jesus.
Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus.
Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. We give God the praise. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. We're going to get ready with our Sunday school class of logos. Glory to God. To everybody. Hallelujah. We thank you for joining us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't take it for granted on what the Lord is doing in our life. Amen. So we just thank God for you. We thank God for everybody joining us. So I just need for you to go ahead and grab your Bibles. Go ahead and grab somebody. Send this to somebody. That's right. Tag somebody because I know they're going to be blessed. Hallelujah. As you tag someone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God the praise and we honor him on this morning. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful weekend. You know, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving just because they say it's Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving is every day. So we need to say happy Thanksgiving every day. Not just on their May Day Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is every day. And when we learn to acknowledge that Thanksgiving is every day, then I think we will be more grateful in every day. Amen. Hallelujah. As we acknowledge being thanks unto the Lord because his mercy, I say God's mercy endures forever. It just not does not just endure just because we say it endure with our own imagination or our own mind. But God's mercy endures forever because he's God and he created the heavens and the earth. He created everything therein. So we must acknowledge that God is God. In spite of whatever we may be going through or whatever our situation may be, we must acknowledge that God is God. And I thank God for today because not only is this the day that the Lord has made, but we are rejoicing and being glad therein. I said we are rejoicing and being glad they're in because nobody else didn't make this day. Only Jesus made this day. So because he made this day, we can't do nothing but rejoice. And like Paul said, again, I say rejoice. So don't look at what you may be facing on today. Just know that today is the day that the Lord has made. And we are rejoicing and being glad they're in. Because somebody did not make it to the land of the living on today. But you did. And because you did, that's why you have to rejoice. You have to be thankful. You have to be grateful. Because today is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. We welcome you. Soar International Outreach Network. God bless everybody. I'm glad that you're here with us. As we are in our logo school, 
of the word of God as we also is in the word. This is our Sunday service, so we don't know what the Holy Spirit is going to do, but we know that the Holy Spirit is going to do something glorious on today. And we've been talking about the difference about, we've been talking about prayer, we've been talking about how prayer, hallelujah, is how it works in our life. And we talked about prayer and supplication. And then we began to explain and break down the word supplication. And even on last week, we talked about how Supplication is where we come into conference with God and we come into communion with God and communicate with God. Dear Heavenly Father, as I decrease, allow the Holy Spirit to continue to speak through me. Holy Spirit, we thank you for showing up on this morning. We welcome you into this place. We welcome you and we thank you because we know that it is only you that can heal us, deliver us, and set us free. And as we already received our healing and our deliverance through your word, because by your stripes we're healed and we're more than conquerors, allow this word to fall on good ground. Allow us to walk in our kingdom ship as we are called as sons of God. And I thank you for this word. Let this word, God, change hearts, renew the mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. And we said that that's why the Lord wants us to learn how to draw in and begin to understand what supplication means. So we begin to talk about how supplication is, is the strength of God's hand. And then we said that we were going to get into the binding and the loosing because there's a, a pattern to binding. And when we bind something, we know that knots is to be tied promptly. Um, something that's binded means that it's something that's holding together. Um, but at the end of the day, that God gave us the ability to call those things is not as though they were. So we don't have to live in bondage. So as we begin to bind up the enemy's plan and the, his, his strategies, they would not begin to work. Hallelujah. And then we begin to loose. Hallelujah. The blessings from heaven and begin to loose. Hallelujah. The angels to begin to fight on our behalf. Amen. So as we understand that there's a pattern to binding, we know not to be tied properly. It's, it's hold. So when we're talking about binding and loosing, it's not just spiritual guesswork, right? There is a um, um, metrical logic um, approach as we go into a place called prayer and supplication. So when we come into binding something, Hallelujah. It's not in a multitude of words, but the Lord will show us how to pray as we begin to bind and loose. Hallelujah. In that prayer. Hallelujah. So we must learn to pray, first of all, with supplication. Hallelujah. It's not something that is earned. Amen. It's not something that um, is something, you know, that is earned, but we can go to God and pray and supplication. And we also begin to learn what it is that the Holy Spirit wants us to know as we begin to go into the spirit and begin to pray. And as we begin to bind, as we begin to loose, hallelujah, things from heaven, amen, begin to bind up the enemy's plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Begin to loose those things which is ours in heaven to begin to fight against the tactics of the enemy. So therefore, we must understand that God has not taught us to pray prayers of destruction, but to bind up the works of darkness. Amen. There's a difference. So we don't pray. Hallelujah. We don't we, we don't we, we, we don't pray um, be, um, to try to come and put 
things against our enemies because we know that everything is spiritual. So we know that everything that is being acted out, even as an individual, that it's a spirit that's in operation. So a lot of times we blame the person, but we must understand that there is a demonic spirit that is operating in them that they don't even know that is in operation. So what we're doing is we're binding up the works of darkness coming against the spirit of darkness that's within that individual. So we win our brethren back, amen, by binding up that spirit of darkness. But it's not our responsibility to tell God how to go about it, amen, as we begin to bind, amen, because he knows what it is that we need and we know he knows what it is that needs to work on our behalf because sometimes things come our way in order. To Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details to strengthen us. Come on now. We know that Saul, amen, there was an evil spirit sent. Why? To make room for David. Amen. So it was in order for David to be considered and to allow his anointing to begin to flow, God put him in the right place at the right time because there was an evil spirit sent upon Saul and only David knew how to come and play such a fine um, anointed sound, amen, a prophetic sound that began to drive that evil spirit away. So sometimes things that are caused in our life is not always the devil. God wants to sometimes take us into the deep and sometimes we get so stagnant and where we are, God, he, he has to push us and nug us because we want to do it how we want to do it and when we want to do it. But really, God wants us to do it when he wants us to do it. But we are sometimes hard-headed. Um, I can't speak for you, but... I know for me, you know, God had to deliver me out of the spirit of procrastination because I will always say what I was going to do and I had the ability to do it and I will always seem to do it in everybody else's life and help everybody else do it. But when it came to me, I would procrastinate and God kept telling me to do this and do that. And opportunities began to pass over me because I was walking in a spirit of procrastination and also the spirit of fear was trying to attach itself to that spirit of procrastination. Procrastination, And until I was able to break that spirit of procrastination, the spirit of fear could not take hold of me anymore. So I began to bind up that spirit of procrastination and begin to bind up that spirit of fear so that it would not um, make me stumble in where God was taking me because he was pushing me into the deep. But I looked at the things that was around me, and sometimes that will, that's what we do. We look at our finances. We look at the people that's not coming with us. We look at the people that should be with us. But sometimes God will take you into the deep by yourself. So you have to be ready to take that leap 
when God sends you and just know that even when you get in the unknown, there's something that God has for you. So as we begin to allow God to do what he's due, because it's God's responsibility to make sure that we get what we need, not just all what we want, even though the Lord is our shepherd and we should not want but we know that God shall provide all of our needs through his glories and riches. So needs are more important than wants. So we can't tell God how to do it, but God knows how to do it. So we need to step out of that um, um, situation where we keep trying to tell God how to do it. But we need to realize that it is our responsibility to take a portion of prayer against those things that are alien to his purpose. So there are different things that are really not of God that he wants us to continue to pray against. That's why he gave us the ability to open up our mouth and to decree and declare a thing and call a thing forth as though it's not as though it's were and bring it into its proper positioning. So we have to posture ourselves in prayer and we have to be able to bind up their operations. Every operation of darkness, we should be able to discern and know the arrows that are coming our way and begin to block them with our fire, with our, 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 our shield of faith. But at the end of the day, we must not stop praying because we are to pray for God's righteousness to be revealed. We are, we are, we are supposed to pray for God's protection upon us. We're supposed to pray for God's strength, even as we begin to bind and as we begin to go forth and doing what we're called to do in the place of prayer. See, God doesn't give up on us right. He doesn't give up on us. He, don't, he doesn't give up on us the right to make a judgment or uh, for any situation and binding it up. Otherwise, it can be wind up being no more than just a simple just a lost prayer, right? But God wants us to enter into a, a, a place of intimacy with him as we go before him, as we go to the throne of prayer and begin to pray and call out those things, even though the spirit of God knows what it is that we're praying, but he wants us to come into agreement. That's where consultation come in to at. That's where supplication come in to get that. When we come into a conference with God and we begin to call on the Father, we begin to ask for his right hand because we know that his right hand is mighty. We know that his right hand is strong. We can't fight this fight by ourselves. We want to fight this fight by ourselves so bad. That's why we're always losing. We have to keep starting over because we're not involving God in the fight. We need to just put our place in a place called prayer. And even in most places called prayer and fasting. Because only through certain things that only prayer and fasting is going to break. So we must understand that not only should we pray, but we should also let the word of God come into our prayers because prayer and the word of God goes together. Why? Because God's word cannot come back void. God's word is God. So when we're putting God's word in our prayer life, we are actually, God is right beside us as we're fighting that battle that we're fighting because it is God and his word that is taking down every tactics of the enemy and cutting down every place of darkness. Why? Because God is light and nothing of darkness can come or overcome light. So therefore as we come into a place of prayer and also supplication giving God's thanks with the word of God come on now that right there have already won the battle so at the end of the day 
as we begin to get into, into this place of intimacy, this place of, of a conference with God. Okay, let me help somebody. This consultation, you know, when you're in a consultation, that means you and the mediator is there in the room and you are consulting about whatever situation that you may have. And the consultant is giving you advice. The consultant is giving you wisdom to help you decide through every situation. So you're having a consultation, meaning that you're in counsel with somebody of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding to help you overcome whatever decision that you're trying to make. But this consultation that we're talking about is with God. And we know that the consultation that we have with God, guess what? It reigns over everything. So when we enter into this consultation with God, amen, things that are functioning on this side of earth, God have already uh, um, answered it up in heaven. So therefore, these things that we understand down here, He've already made a decision up there in heaven. So when we begin to find ourselves in a consultation with God, then our prayers have already been answered. But what happens is we go into consultation with ourselves, or we go into consultation with people that really don't have a mind of God. They don't even have the wisdom of God. That does not even have the ability to even direct us in the right things that are the right path that God is trying to direct us in because they have earthly um, motives and earthly words that's only going to get you earthly things. But you need to make sure that your consultation is with heavenly things in order for it to say. So at that particular time, we already know that when we find out that God is in it, he's already in our mind. He's already have made his mind up. So therefore, whatever we may be bound in here, guess what? When he shows up, things has to be what? Loose. Amen. Because God is not a God that will lie. But at the end of the day, God is a God that will always show results. So as we begin to continue to pray and give God thanks the word of God also is another tool that we must use first because it is God himself. Sometimes we just go into prayer and just pray simply words. But don't you know when we pray the word of God, the power that it brings? Because the word of God cuts the most inward parts within. Amen. It begins to what? Renew the mind. It begins to do what? Renew the heart. It begins to bring reconciliation. It begins to bring forgiveness. It begins to bring such a supplication of thanksgiving and giving God thanks that sometimes we don't even think about what we may be going through. So supplication is where we enter into God's presence. So as we begin to enter into God's presence, we're able to talk to him. And as we talking to him through the word, as we reading the word, because he is the word. Amen. We know that in John. Amen. One. Hallelujah. So therefore, because he is the word, as we're mentioning the word, as we declaring his word, as we're speaking his word, amen, what happens is we're calling God on the scene. So we have to let him talk to us from his word in order to find out the ground of his authority and the authority that he has given it unto us so that we can hear his mind. And understand where he's coming from. And then he teaches us how to deal with certain situations. See, prayer is not just one-sided. Prayer is a two-way communication. 
even when we're reading the word of God. Because when we're reading the word of God, we're talking to God because he is the word. So sometimes you may not get that answer from an individual that may you have went to consult. But when you're reading the word of God, I don't know about you, but I've read the word of God. And many times as I begin to read the word, I'm dealing with a situation and the word of God begins to just speak to my situation. Even though I have not consulted a individual at that particular time, but I've consulted God because I went to his word. When I begin to read his word, amen, the word of God began to just speak to my heart, amen. So at the end of the day, just as I begin to read, so it was a passage of scripture. Let's go there because I want to show you how God's word worked for us, amen. So that we can get more into the word instead of always just going to people. Now, it's nothing wrong with going to wise people. Not just people that's going to tickle your ears or people that just want to tell you what you want to hear. But people that's really going to care about your spiritual state because it's very important. So when you go to the book of 2 Thessalonians um, chapter 1 verses 11 and 12. Let's read. It says... With this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his every gracious purpose of goodness and with power may complete in every particular work of faith. Amen. Of leaning of the whole human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness. Amen. That's the um, Amplified Version. Let me go to the King James Version. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God will count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in other words, as you break down the word, even coming from the Amplified Version, with those that may have a little issue in understanding the New King James Version, it says, with this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your, not mine, but your, making it personal, calling, and his glorious ways, not my ways, because sometimes we want to go by everybody else's ways. You know, our leaders, even though we're respecting and we show respect and we're honoring those leaders that God has put before us. But at the end of the day, it is his gracious purpose that we're fulfilling the calling that he has called us to with goodness and with power and may complete. Every particular work of faith means faith which is that of leaning of the whole human personality on God. In absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. That's where I wanted to get to. Because we must trust in God. It's everything that we must lean on God. So as we're praying and we're reading the word of God, what's happening is we're trusting God in his word. Why? Because it's the word of God that builds us up. It is the word of God that increases our faith. It is the word of God that gives us wisdom and knowledge and shows us how to go through the battles that we face every day. Because as we read the word of God, 
God is strengthening our spirit because he is the word. So he's right there with us as we're reading the word. So as we pray with the word of God, we are allowing the spirit of God to flow. We're in his presence. We're allowing him to teach us through him because it's his word. So as we're reading his word, he's teaching us him into how to deal with certain situation with his spirit. Amen. And he speak to us directly. Have you ever read the word of God in a particular situation? And it just began to speak to you just as though as, 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 as if it was happening. That's what the word and how the word of God works. So we begin to learn how to function and we know exactly what we need to do. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're asking the Lord to answer our prayers as we're praying. But God knows what we need. Even as we're praying God's word, God's word also begins to work in us and through us because God knows what we need. Sometimes when we're praying, we're praying for things that maybe we're not ready for. So God knows the right timing for what we're asking for. So what we must do is we must continue to ask God to bring not only the things that he has for us, but make sure that it lines up with his will. Because as we ask him to bring the word to our mind of his word, we're asking him, how do we deal with this certain particular situation? So now he's teaching us how to pray through his word. So as we begin to pray in the spirit, because it's very important as we're praying in the spirit, because our spirit is the one that is interceding on our behalf. It knows what we need. It knows how much we need. It knows where we need to be and whatever we need. So therefore, as we're praying in the spirit of God, it is allowing us to connect with God at another level. So while we're praying in the spirit, we find the Holy Spirit bringing things into fruition unto God. And now the spirit that's within us and God's spirit have connected and is allowing us to hear God and to be led directly on how he wants us to be led. So that's why as we begin to read 2 Thessalonians 1 verses 11 to 12, it says, it lets us know we pray always for you that God will count you worthy of, meaning he prepare us for the calling. He prepare us for whatever situation we may be facing. He prepare us for whatever decision we may have to make in order to fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, the plans that he has for us. The plans that he has for you and the plans that he has for me. And the work of faith with power. Twelve, that the name of Jesus may be what glorified in you. And in him according to what? His grace of our God. And then even as you read Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. According to the riches of his glory, strengthen me with the might through your spirit and my inner man that Christ may dwell. Meaning manifest himself in his presence in my heart through faith, root me and ground me in your love for me that I may be able to what? Comprehend with all saints. Come on now. 
Not with just some, but with all saints. Amen? To what? To have an understanding. To, to, to be able to know the knowing, right? Hallelujah. Amen. So as I begin to comprehend with all saints, come on now, we're going somewhere now. Hallelujah. As I'm comprehending with all saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge so that I can what? Be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. So that right there means that I have his what? Fullness. Not just some, but I have all his fullness. Amen. And having all his fullness, my God, is glorious. Amen. Because that means that I'm going to get all that I need. Not just some that I need, but I'm going to get all that I need. Amen. So as I have the fullness of God's glory, it gives me the ability to have him all to myself. Okay, I'm not going to be selfish. I, I'll share him with you. But I'm just saying, you got to make it personal, right? But I'm just saying, I'm going to have his fullness. You know, sometimes we only get some of us. You know, when you, when you, you know, sometimes you don't get the fullness of an individual. You just get maybe just what's available or maybe what's left or maybe what's just in play at that time. But with God, you get his fullness. Amen. So as we begin to pray to be worthy, it prepares us to be spiritually mature. Amen. To walk in the fullness of our destiny in God. So as we're praying and we're allowing the word of God, as we pray in the spirit of God, come together. Then guess what? Prayer and revelation of God's beauty that we may walk in his calling and destined by God's power. Because that's what the scripture just said, right? It says that we're going to walk according to what? Our calling to fulfill what? The good pleasure of his what? Goodness means the plan for us. So as we begin to do that, Ephesians 1, 17 and 19, help us. It says, Father of glory, I ask for the spirit of wisdom. Come on now. We're in prayer. See, as you begin to pray the word of God, you're in a place of prayer. So you don't have to go up and just have these so elegant oh prayers. Oh, Heavenly Father, my Father in heaven, the greatest God of all. You know, even though he's all of that. But I'm saying you can go right to the Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Word of God and just say, just like Ephesians 3 and 16 and 19 says, according to the riches of your glory, according to the riches of your glory. Amen. That's what it says. And then remember we read that one. And then now I'm in Ephesians 1, 17 and 19. It says, Father of glory. I know you are glorious God, but Father of glory, I ask, I, not we. It's personal. See, sometimes you got to come into a place of prayer just personalizing it. 
you know, like how most of us have our personalized license plates, you know, to let people know, like, this is me. But at the end of the day, you have to personalize your prayer life. You have to say, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Not in the knowledge that people will see me. See, that's a difference right there. That does not say, I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of people or to be seen or for my name to be called or for power or prestige. But it says, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, meaning that I want to know more of him. I want to be like him. I want to have so much knowledge and revelation of him. So by the spirit, hallelujah, I am speaking with wisdom and I'm not allowing my flesh, hallelujah, to take over my spirit so that people would know who he is more than they know who I am. Because I am knowing and getting the revelation and the knowledge of him, my God. And I'm asking him to enlighten my eyes of my understanding because, see, I have a little understanding that I may have gotten from college. You know, getting, you know, obtaining my master's degrees, my bachelor's degrees, my so associate's degrees and all of my licensees and all of my certifications and all of that stuff no i want my eyes to be enlightened of understanding of what of the revelation and knowing and the knowledge of him my lord jesus christ and why he died for me and and and, and now that he died for me my journey that i must go out and spread the good news and how to obtain and use the keys of the kingdom that he have given me and showing me how to walk in my kingdom citizen Instead of walking in just a humanized individual, but to walk in my citizenship of my spiritual father, my heavenly father, my only father, my father of glory. So I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him to enlighten my eyes of my understanding that I may receive revelation of the hope of his calling, meaning the assurance in his clarity, the call for my life. Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? I'm not just in a building doing church just because I want to have a church and I want to have bills. No. Why? Because there is a calling on your life. There is something that God needs you to do. He is something that he needs you to tell his people. It's somewhere he needs you to be to declare his words and let them know the knowledge of him and who he is and why he died the way he died and why he rise again and why his burial was so significant. And his resurrection was so powerful. And why the blood of Jesus is so powerful. My God. So he needs you to let them know the knowledge in him and of him and who he is. So the clarity, the call that's on your life is not about you. It's not about where you going and where you taking people. No, it's where he's already been and where he's to come and where they need to go and how they need to know the knowledge in, the, the, in him so that they can get to their right place in him so they can feel fulfill their purpose and their destiny in him so it gives us the assurance it gives us a clarity of the call that's on your life amen some of you may not preach in a church some of you may not preach behind a pulpit but you may reach people across the world um, in a nursing home in a grocery store across the pump pumping gas so there's a calling on everybody's life it may not be the same as the calling that's on my life or the calling on saint john's life but it may be the calling that god has given only to you 
So you have to know the calling through the assurance of his word. So as you read the word of God and pray his word, the word begins to give you an assurance and a clarity of the call that's on your life. Amen. And the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints, meaning our destiny as Jesus' inheritance and the exceedingly greatness of what? His power. So it allows us to know who he is. So even when we jump down to Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 15, Knowing that once we obtain and we have an assurance and a clarity of the calling, it lets us know now when you go and you do these things, these are the things that are going to come to you. Now these are the blessings, amen. These are the things that shall come to pass if you hearkily, diligently unto the voice of the Lord. God means that you listen. So as you begin to read this, come on now. Now that you have said, Father God, I ask you for the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him and Light my eyes of my understanding that I may receive revelation of your hope of his calling. Come on now. And the riches of his glory of his inheritance and the saints and the exceedingly greatness of his power. I'm reading that from Ephesians 1, 17 and 19. Now that I've prayed and asked God for that, now here come my understanding. He's let me know. Now, daughter, I need you to go to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 15. Now, listen, daughter. Now, listen to me. You asked me for the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge in me. So I'm about to give you what you've asked for, but I need for you to now use the, your eyes because I have enlightened your eyes of understanding. Understand my word. Now, it have come to pass. It thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy Lord God. I'm speaking to you now, daughter. You don't have to pray anymore. I've heard you. So let me answer you. Okay, Lord. Now, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I've commanded you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. It shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord of thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall be in the field. Blessed shall be in the fruit of my body, and the fruit of their ground, and the fruit of their cattle, the increase of their kind, the flocks of the sheep. Blessed shall there be the baskets in their store. Blessed there be when they're coming in and blessed there be when they're going out. The Lord shall cause their enemies that rise up against them to be smitten before their face. They shall come against thee one way and flee before seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses and in thou set is thy hand until thou bless thee in the land which the Lord have given thee. The Lord shall establish thee on the holy people unto thou self and have sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thou God and walk in his way and all the people of the earth shall see that all call by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee and the Lord shall make thee plenty and good and the fruit in their body and the fruit of their cattle and the fruit of their ground and the land which thou swore unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee good treasures to have them to give thou reign unto the land in this season and to bless all the work of thy hand and thou shall lend to many shall be above excuse me, shall lend to many nations, and there shall not bar. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and they shall be above only, and they shall not be beneath. And they shall hearken unto the commandments of their God, which I command this day to observe to do them. And they shall not go aside from their words, which I command this day to the right hand, to the left, to go after other than God, other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass if they shall not hearken unto 
unto the voice of the Lord, thou God, to observe to do all commandments and their statute which I command thee that day, that all curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this here, prayer for revelation of Jesus' beauty, that we may walk in the calling and destiny by his God's power, right? So God has spoken to us and said, now, if you hearken diligently unto my voice, now these things will come unto you. So God have already given us the promises that he said that he would give unto us. So we have already asked him for the spirit um, hallelujah of wisdom and the spirit of revelation and the knowledge in him. So now we're saying we're praying saying for God's love to abound in us by um, the knowledge of God resort in the righteousness of our life. So even as God have said, okay, I'm giving you all these blessings. Now you say, you know what, Lord, even as I have received these blessings for you, I need for my love to abound more and more in you. So those that may have an issue in love and meaning that forgiving those that may have done things, what I'm doing is I'm trying to break it down. Make it simple. I don't want to just stay in one place. I want it to all come together because our love also needs to be right. Because in order for these prayers to work properly, we have to be able to love at another level. Because sometimes unforgiveness and unbitterness stops us from receiving these blessings that I've just read in Deuteronomy, glory to God, 28. So even though we have prayed unto God, he has enlightened our eyes so that we can have an understanding in his word and he has Given us all these blessings, we must ask God to allow our love to abide more and more in Him. So that's why when we when you read in Philippians 1, 9 and 11, it says that your love may abide still more and more in knowledge, meaning of God, and all discernment, that you may approve, meaning rejoice in the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere, no compromise, and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of what? Righteousness. So therefore, we must not compromise we must not allow bitterness or unforgiveness to be in our hearts we must learn to forgive love our enemies which is not easy but at the end of the day these things must abound in us because it gives us knowledge in God and it allows us to be closer to God so when we begin to pray this right here let us know God's will so prayer to know God's will allows us to be fruitful not only in our lives but allows us to be fruitful in ministry and is strengthening us by having more intimacy with God and through God. Amen. So even the book of Colossians 1, 9 and 11, it says that, that may you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may have walked worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might, According to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. So this right here allows us to know God's will. That we will be not only fruitful just in our everyday life, but we'll be fruitful in everything that we do. Everything we do in ministry, everything we do in business, everything we do in our marriages, everything we do raising our children, everything we do in society, everything we do in just dealing with people um, as a whole. Amen. But most of all, it strengthens our intimacy with God. That's the first thing that it should do. All those other things will come. But you must strengthen your intimacy with God. There should be a relationship, a more deeper intimacy with God so that all these things, hallelujah, will begin to play a part. Now, when you begin to have more intimacy with God, 
Amen. Then unity, unity begins to come into pray because now you're saying, Lord, you know what? I need to pray for unity, not only unity in the body of Christ, but I need unity in my marriage. I need unity within my children. I need unity with um, my, my job, within my finances. Lord God, pray for unity. So as I'm praying for unity, I'm asking him also, I need to be filled with a supernatural joy, a supernatural peace, a supernatural hope. Because this gives me a confidence in knowing who I am in you. Because I already have intimacy because you have strengthened me. Because I am intimate with you, Lord, first. And so because I am so intimate with you, Lord, first, I am filled with such a supernatural joy, a supernatural hope, a supernatural peace, which gives me the confidence and boldness in you. So as I begin to study more in your word by putting prayer and the word of God together, then I'm able to travel down in Romans 15. Verses 5 and 6 and verse 13. May the Lord of patience and comfort grant me to be like-minded toward one another. That you may be with one mind and mouth glory the Father. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm speaking this over my life. I'm speaking this through the word. So therefore because I have intimacy with him. I'm confident and I have hope in knowing that these things that I'm speaking in your word. It cannot come back it can do nothing but come on to me. So as I'm decreeing declare that the God of patience and comfort be granted unto me so that I can have a like-minded towards be one another. Amen. That I may have one mind and one mouth to glorify the Father. Come on now. That God of hope that I may be filled with all joy and all peace and believing to abide in more of his hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm praying the word. See, when you pray the word, it works. Amen. It works to such a level things begin to break amen the spirit of darkness has no hold on you anymore come on now you're able to bind up every darkness pattern that tries to come in your life and you're able to loose the word of God into your life so that God's patience and his comfort be granted onto you come on and that you be filled with all this joy and this peace and that you begin to believe and have confidence that you are bound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit amen to be enriched by all the gifts of the spirit including hallelujah God's word to come in you even more even as you begin to speak the word of God begins to travel through your vocal cords amen and you begin to release those words into heaven and those words has to come back into um, earthly form to produce something as you speak it into revelation of his word so as we begin to speak God's word. Come on now. I'm traveling in the word of God. 1 Corinthians 1 verses 5 through 8 that you were enriched in everything by him and all utterance means that everything that I speak Amen. It's going to be anointed. Everything that I touch is going to be anointed. Everything that I call forth is going to be anointed. And it's going to come forth with all knowledge. Means it's going to have such a prophetic revelation of God's word. Amen. So even as the testimony of Christ Jesus was confirmed in me. Amen. Meaning that miracle signs and wonders has to now be released. Come on. I'm speaking it. So that. That you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of Jesus Christ, who will also confirm to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. So therefore, your gifts won't come short. The gifts that is operating in you will move full force. You will have this fullness. Miracle sign and wonders will come. It will be an abundance. It will flow out of you. There will be no short in your giftings they should come forth amen hallelujah 
So the reason why it's very important to understand that prayer, supplication, God's word brings his revelation, brings God on the scene to begin to um, move on our behalf. That's why intercession, amen, as we begin to continue to pray in the spirit, it brings such an intercession, brings such an intimacy with God through us, through the Holy Spirit, as our spirit is praying, as he's speaking on our behalf. God is listening. God is ready to answer. So the reason why we must continue to intercede, which most of us know it as intercession, is simply because we're asking God, telling God what it is that we need, not what we want, because our spirit knows what we need. Our flesh just knows what we want, but our spirit knows what we need. So as we continue to intercede, and allow intercession to work in us, it allows us to be strengthened. It allows us to begin to be equipped to move according to the will of God and what he has for us. Amen? So, what is intercession? Well, that the Lord our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto the spirit of wisdom and revelation in him. So, at the end of the day, we just read, the church is in a great need right now, the body of Christ. Because even as Ephesians 1 and 17 says, Holy Spirit revelation of how much God, we need to pray. We need to stay in the prayer. We need to stay interceding. Why? Because there's a need. We cannot stop praying. That's why intercession is so important. We have to continue to pray. We have to continue to intercede. See, the revelation of intercession is one of the greatest needs that we need today. We need intercessors to continue to intercede. We're all supposed to be intercessors. We're all supposed to continue to intercede nonstop. Because when we intercede, when intercession begins to take place, the Holy Spirit begins to work. It is so valuable in our life because it begins to speak on our behalf to God. There is an intimacy there. There is a conversation there. There is a consultation there. And there is a conference there between you and God. So you must continue to intercede. See, when you intercede, intersection, intercession is such a center nuclear area in our life that governs God's kingdom. Because we begin to call those things from heaven. Into the earthly realm. Amen. We began to gain revelation. On. The works. On God. And how he's working it. Into the earthly realm. We're able to intercede for the weak. We're able to intercede. For those that may cannot hold up their own. As we continue to pray in the spirit. Because the spirit of God knows. What they need. So sometimes we may not call their names out verbally, but as we speak and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us, the Spirit of God begins to what? Move in us. That's the authority of God. That's that government authority of prayer that I'm talking about. We must learn how to speak on someone else's behalf, intervene on their behalf. They may Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. It may not be as strong as you to pray, but as you begin to intercede on their behalf, you're, you're strengthening their inner man. You're strengthening the, 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 the inside of them. Amen. So you as an intercessor, when you begin to intercede, you are making a request. You are urging something. You are begging for something. Counseling, discussing, sacrificing, even risking your own self. You're making war on issues that sometimes is not even related to you. But because you're your brother's keeper, you're praying on their behalf. See, you have to continue to know how to pray. See, remember, Moses was willing to be blotted out of God's book. Because he wanted to pray on our behalf. He prayed on behalf of the children of Israel. Even though they were down there worshiping other idols. When God told him, no, I'll show you my glory. But I will not show them my glory. But he said, wait a minute. They are the children. Your children. Your chosen people. Your chosen people, God. You can't turn your back on them. I know what they're down there doing is foul. It's not good. But they're your chosen people. So, Lord, you have to show all of us your glory. So, he was willing to risk everything. He made a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. Okay, you don't believe me? Let's go there. Exodus 32. It's always good to go to the Word, you know, because the Word of God never lies, right? <laughs> the Word of God is powerful, like a two-edged sword. Remember, I said the Word of God when you pray. Things has to happen. So here in 32 it says, Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now therefore, go lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in that day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. So the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf with Aaron made. Come on. Now, he said, now look, you can block my name out. But Lord, please just have mercy on them. Okay. Go lead the people. But I'm still God. I'm still going to punish those. That continue to sin constantly. Because you know you got people that 
just seeing, knowing that they're wrong. Knowing that it's not right to do it, but they just keep doing it. They believe their own lie. They believe their own lie. It's true. Have you ever met somebody who lie, 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 Turns into a song, right? A sad song. Because they believe their own lie. They believe their lie is truth. But at the end of the day, it's not truth. It's a lie. And Satan is the father of lies. So you're able to see, and they keep saying they're of God. I know who your daddy is. Your daddy is Satan. Because he is the father of lies. And you keep lying, 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 lying. So I'm praying that God deliver you. That God deliver you before, come on now, he do what he says. The Lord plagued the people because of what they did. They continue to worship other gods. They continue to do what they was doing while Moses was in Mount Zion on their behalf. Even though God saw what they were still doing. He knew that most of them would not change. Let me help somebody. Sometimes you just have to give them over to God. They're not going to change. It's nothing you're doing. It's nothing that you did not do. It's nothing that you know you fell short on. That's just who they are. They're not going to change. They're, they're, that's just who. That's just who they are. It is. They're, they're. They're bound. That they're stuck. They need deliverance. They don't realize the deliverance that they need. They feel like they're just having it all together. Like they don't need no deliverance. Everything is good because they believe the lie. But sometimes you just have to let people just go, even though you see them. Moving further, you see them coming to a greater place. And sometimes people, they just don't want to change. And you have to let them be where they're going to be. And just continue to pray for them. And pray that God deliver them. But sometimes people just don't want to change. They say they're going to change, but actions is better is, is more than words. Okay, So that's just who they are. You have to take people for who they are. They're showing you who they are. But sometimes we just don't believe them because we want them to be more than what they're not. When you have to look at a person and look at who they are. Even though you see them going further, you see them as a better person. But right now, that's what they choose. And you know, we have a right to choose what we want. God does not force us to do this or do that. We have a choice. We can make the right choice or we can make the wrong choice. If they continue to make the wrong choice, you have to let them be. Because they are enemies of God. Because they don't want to do right. So you just continue to pray. And just ask God to bring deliverance and just let them be. It's not easy. But you have to, you have to let them just you have to let them just be. You have to let them just know that it's only God. You know, so you you just have to just just let them be, okay? So at the end of the day, you just got to know that it's God. So just know that let them be God, okay? So other than that, we give God the glory because Moses, he made a sacrifice. Moses made a sacrifice in letting the children of Israel, he, he went up and he said, blot out his name. Simply he told God, we read it right here. 
It says, yet now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot out of your book which you have written. So even though he they sinned, he just said, Lord, just blot it out. I know they're wrong, but blot it out. Even Abraham was willing to suffer God's possible displeasure by negotiating down the ten godly men in Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember? When King David disobeyed by taking a censor, he was willing to be destroyed in order to seek safety for his people. Daniel was willing to talk with God when he was very angry. Come on. we Come on. God is our friend. I don't know about you, but... You know, sometimes when things don't go right, I go to God and I know, like, okay, God, why did this happen? Why is I'm going through this? I'm loud. You know, I'm talking loud. But God understands. He knows how I feel. Even though, okay, I don't want to come angry, but maybe at that time I was angry. And he knows, like, he's working that thing out of me and I'm just so not happy or why I made that decision or why I'm going through what I'm going through. But I'm mad. And sometimes some of us get mad at God. You know, um, God forbid, but sometimes, you know, when, you, when, when, when you've been in church and you've been doing everything you, you do for God, sometimes we lose loved ones. And we, we, we don't understand, like, God, well, why did this happen? You know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I, I did. You know, why did you let this happen? Why did you take my child? Why did you take my husband? Why did you take my wife? And sometimes we leave God. Sometimes we leave God to the place where... We, we leave God because we're angry. We're like, how could you do this? You're supposed to be God. You're supposed to be a loving. Yes, he is God. He's a loving God. He knows what we need. Maybe their time was up. Maybe they fulfilled their purpose. Maybe the things that God called them to do, it was time for them to come to glory. Because, you know, we're just here for a purpose. We're not here forever. This is not going to be our forever place. And you shouldn't want it to be your forever place, earth. We should want to make sure that we're going to make it to heaven. That's going to be where the glory going to be at. So therefore, maybe it was time up for them. God forbid, but we're human. When we lose people and people die, we don't look at it like, oh, well, maybe they'd they be in a better place. You know, after a while, you know, we do. But at that particular time, we're human. We feel the pain losing a loved one. We feel the pain losing someone that's close. So it's human. You have to mourn. You have to grieve. You have to uh, uh, um experience that grievance and losing somebody that's close because maybe it was your best friend maybe that's all who you knew you know you got some people that's been married for 50 and 60 years you got parents that that's only had their contact with their children for all their life and when they lose them come on it's hard to let them go as a mother it is hard to lose a child come on we as mothers we we carry them nine Months, some of us eight months, some of us depends on the situation, but they made it here. They were connected to us, our umbilical cord. They breathed what we breathed, they ate what we ate, they heard what we heard, they smelled what we smelled, they they experienced what we experienced. Come on, we as women have such a bond with our children because we carried them. So there's going to, I'm not saying that fathers are not going to feel what they're going to feel for their child because yes, they're going to feel still hurt and pain. Yes, yes, yes. But the father more likely is like there to sometimes protect the, the the wife or the mother is saying, you know, even though the father is hurting and the father is, is going through and grieving, but the father sometimes is a little stronger than the, the than the woman because they're able to comfort them at a place to of, of comfortability in losing that child, even though they're hurting too, but they, they just have a strength that can just um, help us in, in that area because as mothers, we nurtured them, we loved them, we held on to them, we, we oh my God, so losing a child as a woman is not easy. 
But at the same time, God knows what we need. But Daniel, like I said, uh, Martha dared to risk her friendship with Jesus. Come on now, when Jesus came, wait a minute, my brother did. And you want to come in here just looking around like ain't nothing went on? Come on now, you Jesus, raise him for the dead. Come on, you going to go and do everything else and then pass by and come when you felt like it? Wait a minute, I thought you and Lazarus was buddies. But Jesus wept. Jesus wept when he heard that Lazarus did Why? Because there was a human side of him. You know, when Jesus came, he became us. He became flesh. So he felt, he, he, he felt the pain of death, even though he's God. But at the end of the day, he's human. So he felt him. So he wept. But at the end of the day, he was the resurrection. He was able to raise him. See, at the end of the day, come on, Stephen was willing to face the murderous rage of the crowd and ask God to forgive them. Stephen was stoned to death. Even though he had a, at a point in time, he could have just said, you know what, I don't know Jesus. He could have just ran off and said, you know what, forget this. I ain't about to get stoned out for Jesus. But he stood there. And they stole him. He stood there. He stood there. He stood there and they stole him. Amen? They stole him to, a, to an extent. Amen? To where he didn't understand. He didn't understand. But he knew that it was for the gospel. He knew it was for God's glory. He knew it was because he had to do what he had to do. Come on, Esther was willing to perish. Ah! We know this story. Esther was willing to perish at the risk of defending her people to the king. Her own husband. She already got in the palace. She had to, she had to think about her people. She had to think about those on the outside. She had a maid. She was with the king. But, but she did not forget where she come from. And most of us, we forget where we come from. We forget where God brought us out of. We forget the dark places. We forget those rocks we were buried up under. When we, first, when we make it in. But we can't forget where God brought us from. Because it was those rocky places that made us. But we look so down on other people. When they come from under those same rocks. That we've come from under. And we judge them. And we mock them. And we say all type of things against them. Because they don't look like us. They don't come from where we come. They don't speak like us. But they came from that same rubble. That same rock that we made it out from under. So why do we judge them when God had mercy on us? Are we willing to make that sacrifice for them? Are we willing to make the same sacrifice that Jesus made for us when he brought us from under that rubble? See, Esther was willing to perish at risk of defending her people. At the very least, she was willing to face life. Of an ill-favored isolation and banishment from the king's court. She was willing to lose it all. First of all, you got to know when she went in, she didn't even care about having it all. When all the other women was getting so decked out with all of the gold. Her question was, what would make the king happy? Not all this riches and glory. Because you know, sometimes when you're even around that riches and glory, it doesn't make you happy. Money don't make you happy. I, I mean, okay, can I, I'm just speaking for me. You know, having money, having power, having all these buildings and businesses and all of that. I mean, it's nice, but it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you happy. What makes you happy is just having a peace, having a joy, having the ability to help somebody. 
have an ability to show somebody else the way. To make a sacrifice within yourself in order for somebody else to maybe step over you. To get to where they're going. But to know that when they get there, you can stand there and apply and say, it was only by God's grace that I was able to be just a little part of that accomplishment. Just to see them arise. To go higher in places that I may never reach. But to know that I was able to give them a word. Give them an encouragement. To give them whatever God used me to give them. So all of that other stuff doesn't make you happy. I don't know about you, but I'm just talking about me. Because you can have all of that. An education. All the degrees. All the knowledge that you could just know. That don't make you happy. What makes you happy is first of all, knowing who you are. Being confident and bold in who you are. But to be a help to somebody else. To make a sacrifice for somebody else. To be available for somebody else. Amen? And then to be able to share that with somebody else that you love. Because you can have all of that and be alone and still be unhappy. I'm just saying. So at the end of the day, are we willing to make a sacrifice? Are we willing to war on issues related in somebody else's life through intercession? Amen? See, David, as a young boy, was willing to face death from Goliath from the sake of Israel. For at the very least, he was willing to what? Face failure, defeat. He was just sent to do something for his brothers. And he looked around and said, wait a minute. All these kings... All these warriors. And y'all allowing this Philistine to come into our land and take over and humiliate you? Dis disrespect you? Wait a minute. I'm just a little old boy. Don't know nothing. Only know how to tend to the sheep. But I do know how to protect those that God have entrusted to me. Because of my slingshot, my faith. I'm able to sling it. And know that it's going to hit the bull's eye. Give me a try. Let me knock down this Philistine. Let me knock him down. And you know. Saul ready to give him his armor. David looking like I can't wear that. That's for you. I got a rock. I got something that I came from under. I got something that I can remember myself from. My faith. Where God brought me. He brought me from under this rock. The same rock I'm going to put in the slingshot. And I'm going to pull it back. The same way God pulled me back. He pulled me back from my failures. He pulled me back from my defeats. But he, allowed, he, he released me into it. In order for me to become successful as I am. And to become who I am. Because see in order for us to become successful. And in order for us to accomplish things in our life. We have to know how to fail. We have to have failed in some things. You can never get to where you're going being so perfect. And somebody can't tell you what to do or you never say you're wrong. We make mistakes. We're not always right. And it's okay. Because failures is what push you into success. Failures is what push you into your purpose. Failures is what push you into your destiny. And it allows you to be slain, slung, slain. However, what is it when you pull the sling, slinged, sling, like the slingshot, slinged into your purpose. And being able to kill your philistine. Whatever Philistine that you may face. So as we continue to intercede, and we're going to come back here on next week. And we're going to study some more on what an intercessor is. What intercession mean. And the function 
of an intercession. And then we're going to talk about the elements of prayer of faith. Amen. I just believe that this right here is great because, see, you can't really teach somebody how to pray. Like, get in there and, like, do a class on No, because it's the word of God that teaches us how to pray. Can I help you? It is life situations that will teach you really how to intercede and pray and war. If you really want to know how to pray, go through some hell in life. And that's going to teach you. That's your best teacher. That's the teacher of anointing that's going to be released. The oil is going to come. Life. That's going to teach you how to pray. It's when you're going through some things. It's going to force you on your knees. It's going to force you into the threshing floor. It's going to force you into a place of intercession. It's going to force you to war in the spirit. Not knowing what you're saying. But just speaking. And allowing the spirit to fight for you. Amen. So we're so excited about what God is continuing to do in our life. So come on, y'all. Let's continue um, our Sunday service. We're already in our Sunday. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. This service just got a couple more minutes, going to give you a word of encouragement. And we're going to move on out of here today. But I believe as we continue to um, trust God and everything, God is doing some great things. The things that God is doing is not the same as, you know, we used to do um, seeing and used to hearing. But it's still the same word of God, which is going to always be the same because the word of God would never change. I don't care who you are or what you do. You can't change God's word. Amen. So as we continue to study God's word and we continue to believe God's word, I know for sure that it's only God's word that's going to help help us and keep us where God wants us. Amen. So let's go into our worship, our praise, and then we're going to just hear just a word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not going to be before you long. I believe this word that we're going to receive on today is going to be a blessed word. It's going to be um, a, a word that is going, hallelujah, to bless you. Amen. In Jesus name. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because we're going to learn how to suffer and serve in God's glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is recorded in this way. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, 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 
It's not by strength, but my spirit says the Lord. It's not by strength, it's not by power. Jesus, come on. It's not by your intelligence. It's not by your wisdom. It's by the Spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not by might. It's not by power. Come on. This mountain shall be removed. Come on, say this mountain. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain shall be removed. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Shots high. This mountain shall be removed. Hallelujah. This mountain shall it's by my spirit. Hallelujah. Forever. Oh Lord. My, my word is set so in heaven. Oh Lord. My word is set in heaven. Oh In heaven, oh, ever, oh, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven, oh, forever, oh, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven, oh, ever, oh, Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. We thank God. We thank you for joining us, Soar International Outreach Network. Hallelujah. Lady Apostle here, God bless you. We're going to get right into God's word. Dear Heavenly Father, decrease me as you increase. Let your people, God, receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Glory. Mm. Amen. Now, let's read the word of God. We in 1 Peter chapter 7. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 7. Let's get into the word. Hallelujah. Give me a couple minutes here. Amen. Glory to the kings of kings and glory to the Lord. We thank God. We give him the praise. We make him his name. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you. Woo. It's something about praising God. It's something about lifting up his name. It's something about glorifying him. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing. We're being glad therein. Hallelujah and glory to his name. As we go to the book of 1 Peter chapter, 1 Peter 
Um, let's go to chapter 4. Let's go to verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitality to another without grumbling as each one has received a gift. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone minister, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 12 and 13, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceedingly joy. Glory to God. Amen. The Bible says, hallelujah, First Peter chapter 4, as we're reading in 7, amen, in the Amplified Version, hallelujah, but the end and the combination of all things, the combination of all things now come near, keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert, therefore, meaning practice it, hallelujah, practice what? Practice for all, for one, be serious. We have to be serious, y'all. We playing too many games out here. We playing with people's feelings. We're playing with people's um, spirituality. We're playing with people's spiritual state of mind. And we're playing with people's salvation. We need to be serious. And we need to be watchful in our prayers. Meaning that we need to watch and be alert day and night. Because the enemy, hallelujah, is not only lurking, but he is not only looking to see, but he is devouring many of us. And we're calling ourselves Christians. We're calling ourselves sons of God. But we are not being watchful. We're not being serious. We think we're taking this as a joke. And matter of fact, some of us leaders is taking this as a job. First of all, it's not a job. Amen. But it's our calling to the glorious and riches of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a calling to fulfill his purpose. It is a calling to spread the good news. Is is our calling to let them be glorified in Him, knowing to giving them the knowledge in Him to know who He is, and for them to know Him by our Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to be serious. We need to be watchful, and above all, have fervent love for one another. See, the thing is, it is so easy for us to love people, Hallelujah, that love us. But when somebody rub us the wrong way, and somebody do something wrong to us, we want a revenge. How could you want a revenge when God, hallelujah, saved us? When God gave us a second chance, when we disappointed God, we was disobedient to God. We failed God, but God gave us a second chance by sending his only begotten son, hallelujah, that gave us life. So how are we to be mad at our brother and show him no love? But we say that we are Christians. We say that we are leaders. We say that we are an apostles and we are pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets and we are lay members and we are servants and we are sons of God. We are archangels and archbishops and elects apostles and all this other stuff but we have no love let me tell you what love is love never fails My great news 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. The fact, love covers a multitude of sin. So that means that if you rub me the wrong way, if you talk about me, if you come against me, if you try to assassinate my character, assassinate my name and come for me, I'm still going to love you because sin, love covers a multitude of sins. We sin unknowingly. We sin Normally. So therefore, that means that even uh, if I sin unknowingly, uh, if my love abound more and more, hallelujah, that means that my sin is covered, glory to God. So therefore, we need to love uh, one another. We don't love one another. We don't have that vibrant love for one another. When you have vibrant love for one another, that means that we will be quickly to what? Forgive one another. When we have vibrant love for one another, hallelujah, we will have so much love to where we don't, we we won't allow offenses, hallelujah, to take our joy. We won't allow offenses uh, to take our peace. We won't allow offenses to stop me from speaking to you. Uh, you won't speak to me because we had a disagreement. You could be in a house with somebody and they don't even speak to you because of what? Of a disagreement. That's not fervent in love, uh, hallelujah. That is unforgiveness. Come on now. That is anger, glory to God. Uh, that is wrath, hallelujah, that's trying to be built up in you uh, because you don't even want to speak to them because you had a disagreement, but let me tell you fervent love will make you speak to me regardless of what I may have done or how I rubbed up against you uh, fervent love means that I'm going to love you even when you talk about me, when you come for me, when you do vile things against me, when you try to assassinate me fervent love means I'm going to love you regardless of what you try to do to me uh, because God is love and love is God, so therefore I'm going to show fervent love, that means that I'll take you out to eat even though I know you don't like me uh, I'll do this for you even though I know you don't like me uh, I know there's just something inside of you uh, that's trying to make you come against me uh, but I gotta have verbal love to show you God's love uh, you may not even know what love is maybe never experienced love never been around love uh, but I'm not gonna allow you to turn my love wax cold uh, because you have no love so therefore we gotta make sure if we call ourselves Christians we call ourselves leaders that our verbal love must abound more and more how can we say that we are this and we're that and we have no love you know People just don't like you because of who you are. People don't like you because you speak truth. People don't like you because your language is different from theirs. People don't like you because you don't sound like them. You don't walk like them. You don't do how they do it. You don't listen to them. That's not a reason not to like them. You may disagree with them. That's okay. We all have disagreements. Sometimes we disagree and it's okay.
okay to disagree. You don't always have to agree, but at least come to an agreement to say, okay, I respect your opinion, you respect mine. But at the end of the day, it's facts. What did God say? But we don't allow that to stand in the middle of our conversation. Just because I disagree, you don't like me. And because you disagree, I don't like you. But y'all, on today, the Bible is telling us, above all, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sin. So a lot of times when we don't verbally have love for our brethren, hallelujah, that's why your child may be going through what they're going through. That's why your situation may be what it's going through. Because you don't have verbal love. Don't you know when you have verbal love, it covers a multitude of sin? Be um, hospitable to one another without grumbling. We don't even know how to say thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I experienced that this week. Some, you know, you send out a thank you saying thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. Somebody will send you a thumbs up. Somebody won't even respond. Come on now. The Bible tells us, come on, be um, hospitable to one another without grumbling. If somebody sends you something, you should at least say thank you. You should at least say welcome. I'm just saying. That's just the right thing to do, right? They're saying thank you. But you don't even say, oh, you're welcome. You don't even say nothing. Because you have bitterness in you. You have something inside of you against them. That's why you can't respond back to them. But I break that spirit of grumbling. I break that spirit of hatred. I break that spirit of dislike that's in you against them. See, sometimes people don't respond because they still got a bone inside of them that is a bone, hallelujah, of disagreement. A bone of disagreement means that they didn't dis they didn't agree with you with something, or they had something against you, and because of that they had against you, they allowed the spirit of offense to settle in, and because the spirit of offense is within them, they don't even know how to acknowledge your thank you. They don't know how to acknowledge your love. They don't know how to acknowledge the real you because they allowed the enemy to lie to them. To allow that offense to grow in their mind. To make them think something that's not true. To make them think something that is not even of you. Because the enemy don't want you to receive that fervent love that they're trying to give you. Because he wants to steal your joy. Because he wants to steal their love. He wants their love to turn wax cold. But at the end of the day, the Bible says, if we're going to serve God in God's glory, hallelujah, above all, we must have fervent love for one another. Amen. We must be... Um, hospitable to one another without grumbling that means that I need to still treat you kind even though I know how you feel about me you really don't like me you really don't care about me you really ain't there for me for real for real but I'm going to make sure that I show hospitality towards you I'm going to make sure that I love on you I'm going to make sure that I take not because I got to see a lot of times we do it because we got to no I'm going to do it because love is in me and because love is in me that means God is in me and God is love and whenever God is in me and God tell me to do, I'm going to do for you. So even though you may not like me, even though you may not think, you may think like, well, why is she doing this? Or why is he doing this knowing that I don't like her? Because God is in me and God is telling me what to do for you. And as long as God is telling me what to do for you, I got to obey God. I'm not going to obey me because really in my flesh, I'm like, God, I don't understand this. Because God, you see how they treat me. You see how they really don't care for me. But God is saying, remember, they killed me. Hallelujah. And when I just keep hearing that and keep just remembering that, how they 
persecute him. Amen. Even though he saved them, he fed them. Glory to God. He sent miracle signs and wonders among them, but they still said, crucify him, my God, my God. Don't you know they're going to crucify you? Just continue to do you. Just continue to serve me in you and do what I tell you to do for them. So even though you may not like me, even though you may not care for me, even though you may not speak me, I'm still going to show fervent love to you. What is the word on today? The word on today is that if we're going to serve God for God's glory and if we're going to suffer for God's glory, we got to obey God's word. And above all, we have to have fervent love for one another. Why? Because it covers a multitude of sin. Amen. We must be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Many that I'm not going to say why I got to do this and why I got to do that. I'm just going to do it because I know at the very end uh, that I'm going to receive a crown glory. I'm not talking about going to receive a car or a house or my name on something or power prestige. I'm going to sin. I'm going to receive a crown, a crown of glory. Glory to God. An eternal crown. Hallelujah. I'd rather receive an eternal crown than a house, than a car, than my name being spoken out loud. I'm going to receive an eternal crown. So do what you do unto Christ to receive an eternal crown. Don't try to receive power or money or prestige or be in the clique of those of the unknown because they're the unknown. Those that are known are in Christ Jesus that's going to receive an eternal crown. Go after the eternal crown. Be hospitable to one another. Love one another. Hallelujah. As each one has received the gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold of God's grace. Glory to God means that if we don't know hospitality, we need to practice hospitality to one another. Those in the household of faith, amen. See, when we be hospitable, amen. We are a lover of strangers, amen. We have a brotherly affection for the unknown guests, the foreigners, the poor, all others who come our way. Hallelujah. It means that I don't have to know you to show kindness. I don't have to know you to help you. I don't have to know you to serve you. But because I have to show you uh, fervent love, that means that I'm going to do what I'm going to do for you just as though I knew you, just as though I know you, or just as though if I didn't like you, uh, I'm going to do because my God told me to do it for you. So therefore we have to know that fervent love is doing it unto those that you may not even know. Those that you may not have even heard of. And even those that you know that don't like you. You have to show fervent love in spite of whatever the situation may be. You have to show fervent love even when you know that they're trying to dig a ditch for you. You got to show fervent love even when they were supposed to be with you and walk with you. But they left you. You have to show fervent love in spite of whatever the situation is. Because fervent love my God is God because God is love and if he is in you glory to God the love shall abide in you and through you so that people can see his glory people can see the light of God in you through your reverent love don't you know your reverent love reveals who God is your reverent love reveals the glory of God your reverent love reveals who God is in you so don't let nobody turn your whack your love wax cold because people are sometimes ungrateful. They're always unthankful. They never want to return the favor back to you the same way you gave it to them. But no, whatever you do, do it unto Christ. Don't 
do it unto man or do it unto power or prestige or for somebody to call your name or to be liked or to be in the quick. Do it unto God. Do it as he has told you to do it. When you do it that way, even if they say thank you, even if they don't say welcome, you won't be offended because what we do, make sure we do it unto God. Because when we do it unto God, guess what? He's going to get the glory. It's him that's going to give us the glory. It is him that's going to say good and faithful servant. It is him that's going to give us the eternal crown. Man can't give you an eternal crown. All they can give you is issues. All they can give you is just sometimes a thank you that's not really meant to mean thank you. People can always say thank you, but really, you know how the thank you is because how they treat you afterwards. See, people will always tell you thank you in the middle or in between you doing something for them. And even at the end of you doing it, because they have to make sure that they can come back and say, well, I did say thank you. But see, don't look at that one. Look at the way that they treat you. Because if they treat you crazy after the thank you come, that means that they was never thank you. They was never thankful. They just needed you to do what they needed to be done in order to get done what they needed done. They had to thank you along the way. But after it had been completed and after it's done, you will see who they really are. They won't follow you. They won't be there for you. They will begin to come against you. They will begin to always complain about what you're doing wrong and this is not right. Only because they have to begin to try to make themselves look right because they was really ungrateful. They were really unthankful. And they were always saying you are unthankful. They were always saying you're not thankful. Why? Because they are unthankful. They are ungrateful. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, don't allow that to distract you. Don't allow that to frustrate you. Uh, because the enemy is just at work in them. Pray that God begins to turn their thank you, um, thank you and ungratefulness into thankfulness and gratefulness. Uh, pray that God begin to allow the fervent love to be poured in them even more. Don't change your fervent love because of how somebody is treating you. Don't change your fervent love because of what people say about you. Don't change your fervent love because of how people throw you away. Huh? Let your fervent love abide more and more. When your fervent love abide more and more, don't you know God is on the scene. His glory is in the air. He is in the mix. Huh? Let your love be known. Let your love be known through your hospitality. Let your love be known how you minister to one another. Let your love be known, hallelujah, on how you be a good servant unto people. Let your love be known on how you speak the oracles of God. Continue to speak the oracles of God. Continue to suffer for his glory. But beloved, I must come to you right now and let you know, think it not strange concerning the fiery fortune that will come and try you. See, the reason why you're going through that is because God wants to try you. He wants to see, okay, are you doing this for them or is you doing this for me. See, we must understand that what we do unto Christ would last. We could not do what we do just because we are doing it because we want people to like us or we want people to want to be around us. No, we have to do what we're doing because God has told us to do what we are doing. Amen. Do not allow, hallelujah, the things, amen, to stop you from doing what God has called you to do because of how people treat you. No. Continue to do it like God is telling you to do it. Stop grumbling. Stop complaining. But do what God is calling you to do. When you do it the way that God is calling you to do it, I'm telling you it is going to be glorious. Hallelujah. So beloved, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials that is trying to try you. Some strange thing is happening to you. Let me help you. These fiery trials that is trying you, hallelujah, it's too 
make you. These fiery trials that's trying you is to make you great. It's to allow you to come to where God is sending you. You have to allow these fiery trials to come and try you because if everything is always going right, hallelujah, how you gonna ever know something wrong is wrong, hallelujah. You gotta allow these fiery trials to come in your life because God wants first of all for you to know that it is him letting you be who he called you to be. You can never be who God called you to be without going through these fiery trials. These fiery trials brings the anointing, the anointing that breaks and destroys yokes, the anointing that allows you to break down, to tear down, to blow down the enemy kept uh, these fiery furnace uh, allow the anointing uh, to rise up in you uh, so God can be God uh, you are not God God is God uh, you only the son of God uh, let God be God uh, you cannot go around these fiery furnaces because uh, I'm going to tell you uh, you won't have to come back out of the oven again uh, you might, go, might as well go through the fiery trials uh, because they're coming to try you uh, and if they have not tried you already uh, I'm here to tell you uh, not as a servant of God uh, not just as an apostle uh, but as a prophet of God uh, they're coming to try you uh, and when they try you uh, they're not going to feel good uh, but can I be a witness unto you uh, it's going to make you uh, it's going to allow you to stand uh, because you are built to last uh, you're going to be undiable unkillable uh, after you come through these fiery furnaces uh, it's not going to feel good uh, it's not going to be all dandy uh, it's going to hurt sometimes uh, you gonna cry sometimes, uh, you gonna run sometimes, uh, you gonna try to go high sometimes, uh, but I'm telling you, uh, if you stay right in that fiery furnace, uh, let you know, just like uh, Meshach right in the billy goat, uh, when God came in, uh, he was right there with them uh, in that fiery furnace, uh, and he pulled them out, uh, smelling not like smoke, uh, like Daniel, uh, thrown in a lion's den, uh, we know that lions uh, is coming to kill and destroy, uh, how did he get out of that that lion's den. It was only by the grace of God. God met him there in the den because he obeyed. He did not stop praying. He did not stop fasting even though the king gave out an order. But he said, no, I cannot worship no other gods, but I got to obey God. I got to do what God told me to do. So he kept praying. He kept fasting. So when he got in the fiery furnace, my God, don't you know uh, that God met him in the middle of there uh, and the lion could not touch him uh, so even though beloved uh, that this um, fiery furnace uh, thinking not strange concerning it uh, know that it was sent by God uh, a lot of times we give the enemy too much credit uh, we say the devil this the devil that uh, don't you know the devil don't have authority uh, he only have power he needs our authority uh, sometimes God seeing uh, things to come uh, so that we can stand uh, in that fiery furnace and that fiery trial so we can know who God is how will we ever know who God is if we can never depend on God and we can get out of the fiery furnace ourselves we need God we gotta depend on God we gotta have God in us and through us everywhere we go in our speech in our walk in all that we do it is the fiery trial that gets us out it's the fiery trial that gets us to glory faith to faith glory to glory it is the 
fiery trial uh, that gets us to our success. Uh, it is the fiery trial uh, to allow the anointing to be broken in our lives. Uh, it is the fiery trial uh, to allow us to see God uh, face to face. Uh, not literally face to face because anybody that see God face to face, uh, we may not live. But I'm talking about to allow the glory cloud uh, to be among us. My God, uh, you can't just go in the glory cloud any kind of way. Uh, it is the fiery trial uh, that gets you in that fiery glory. Uh, that gets you into that cloud of glory. My God, uh, it allows you to feel the presence of God. Uh, it allows you to feel uh, him being around you, surround you. Uh, it allows you to feel him. Uh, it allows you to just be intimate with him uh, in that glory cloud. Uh, but sometimes it takes us to go through that fiery trial uh, to get into that place uh, called the holies of holies. Uh, I can't teach you how to pray. Uh, I can't write down how to pray. Uh, all I know, uh, what taught me how to pray, uh, what got me into the face of God uh, was my fiery trial, uh, that fiery furnace. Uh, oh my God, uh, it showed me how to shout it showed me how to get on the threshing floor. It showed me how to prostrate. It showed me how to call on God. How to rely on God. How to trust God. How to know that all and all is through God. It was not my education. It was my degrees. It was my background or my wisdom. I'm a very smart woman. Oh, yes, I am. I got many degrees. Oh, yes, I do. I'm a little bit intelligent. Yes, I am. But guess what? That's not got me where I'm at today. It was only through the fiery trials. Through the furnace huh, that brought me to who I am today, huh, to trust God like never before, huh, to allow my faith huh, to be the, the way that it is. Huh. People had to leave me, uh, people had to deceive me, uh, people had to talk about me uh, and do all the things against me uh, for me to really know uh, who I am in God uh, and that it don't take them to make me, uh, it don't take them to mean to become me, uh, but it take me to believe uh, that it's God that created me, uh, it's God that made me, uh, it's God that made me go through the fiery furnace. Uh, they had to leave me. They had to talk about me. They had to walk over me. They had to come in and always say what I'm not doing right. What I'm not doing right. They always saying negative things about me. They always want to name call and say I'm this and I'm saying that. But all I do know who I am. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of Zion. A mother of Zion. I am a royal priest. A holy nation. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I am called uh, the beloved by God huh? and that's why when I read the scripture uh, it's personal to me uh, beloved uh, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you uh, I know I'm in my trying time uh, I know I'm in my trying season uh, I know I'm in my trying place huh? so oh heavenly father huh? oh God huh? I ask you to help me stand huh, in this fiery trial huh, that I'm in today huh? and allow me to stand huh? bold and confidence in you uh, allow my peace that's already been given me because uh, you said 
in your road. Romans 5 and 5, those that are in Christ Jesus already have peace. Let my peace arise. Let my confidence arise in you. Allow this fiery furnace that I'm in. Oh God, not only shall it make me, oh God, even as it's breaking me, even as it's renewing me, let me not fail you, my God. Because I know it has to happen to me, but I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice to the extent I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to praise his name. I'm going to lift up his name. I'm going to glorify his name. I'm going to Shabbat him. I'm going to dance before him. I don't need no music to dance before God. All that I can do is think about the things that I've went through, the things that I can do, the things that I'm going through. That right there, I got my praise. That right there, I can worship him. I can magnify his name because when I think about the goodness of God and all that he done for me I say my soul my soul my God my God cries out hallelujah 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 it's my soul that cries out that's why I'm going to rejoice to the stick and I'm going to partake in Christ's suffering and I don't care what come my way I'm going to put up my my fiery I'm going to put up my shield of faith her every fiery dart that come our way because it says a fiery trial is coming our way it's like a fiery dart I'm going to put up my shield of faith my God I'm going to put on my helmet of salvation I'm going to put on my breastplate of righteousness and guard my heart from every natonic natonic word every demonic word that try to come my way you know people will always try to send a word your way try to discourage you and say who you're not but when you know who you are. Huh? It's not saying that you conceited uh, or saying that you arrogant or you prideful uh, but it's you knowing who you are in God. Because huh? you gotta have the confidence huh? in Christ Jesus. Huh? In his suffering my God. Huh? I'm just rejoicing to the extent huh? I'm a partaker in Christ's suffering. That's all I'm doing. Huh? That don't mean that I'm prideful. Huh? That don't mean I'm arrogant. Huh? It don't mean that I'm doing things in vain glory. Huh? It's sad for me to rejoice huh? to the extent that I partake in the Christ suffering uh, that when his glory is revealed my God, uh, God's glory been revealed over me, uh, it's been revealed in my health, uh, it's been revealed in my mind, uh, when I lost my mind, uh, when health issues came upon me, uh, when death came upon me, uh, God's glory been revealed unto me uh, and I'm going to exceed my joy uh, I'm going to jump for joy uh, I'm going to dive in my joy uh, I'm going to partake brosa uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to continue to suffer for God's glory. I'm going to continue to serve for God's glory. Like it or not, I'm going to continue to do what I do for God. Even though it may not look right, it may not sound right to others, it may not make sense to others. First, I'm going to seek my God. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to make sure, God, is this what you're telling me? Is this how you're telling me to do it? Because it happened that way. It didn't seem like it. Because in most cases, in most times, they didn't show up. It wasn't what I thought. It wasn't how I thought. But God says to rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. Remember when the disciples was there and Jesus said to them pray with me they didn't pray with him it was only Jesus that sweated blood 
disciples were asleep. So let me help somebody. This journey, this season that we're in, you may have to go along. And that's okay. Because know that God is with you. He has sent help. He has sent the ones that are supposed to be connected. But they're not going to stay. They're just to connect along the way. In order for you to make your next transit. It's like if you have a plane flight. And it says two stops. You have to transit from one state to another state. Before you reach your destination. It says two stops between your destination. So there's a transit along the way. That means that there's a different atmosphere. A different area that you have to travel before you get to your known destination. Your known destination is where you're going. Most of the time when we make a flight, we don't go to an unknown place we don't know. We're going to a place that we know. But in between, there may be a destination that we don't know we have never been. You know, somebody that's going to the Amsterdam, who've never been to the Netherlands. That may be your transit, going from one state to another country before you reach another country. Or London, another country you've never been. You heard of it, but you've never been. It's a difference. It's a difference when you place your feet on that ground and that atmosphere, because there's a different atmosphere wherever you present yourself or you end up in. So you have to know where you're going. So you transit from one place to another place, even though you know you're going there, but you don't know of the place that you're being transit to. And that's what I'm talking about. As we continue to serve and suffer for God's glory, it's going to be places that we're going to have to transit through, even though we have never been. But know that God will lead the way with people that will help you transit from one place to the next. But don't get so comfortable with them because they you may not end up with them. They're just part of the transit. They're part of the transfer. Because he's transferring you from one place to another. Amen. So, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. It's not always the devil. Quit giving him credit. Sometimes God tries us in areas to see if that same issue is still there. Because, you know, issues always lay dormant. So residue is always beneath the surface. So sometimes the trials that we go through, he wants to see, has all the residue been dissolved? And know that if it hasn't, it's okay. Because he wants to better us and get us to our next transit. But we can never get to our next transit if we don't allow the residue to surface when it's revealed. That's why it says that that when his glory is revealed, the glory that's revealed is those areas in us that is a residue that lays dormant. Then the glory can come within, come without those places. Because that's a place of wholeness. That's a place of healing. That's a place of deliverance. And then we may also be glad with exceedingly joy. Joy is better than happiness. I'd rather have joy than happiness. You could be happy today 
and somebody can mm, tomorrow. But joy will make you be joyful even if they, whatever they do tomorrow. Because you know, people are fickle. They like you today. Or they like you when you're doing something. But have a disagreement. Or do something. They will be mad for nothing. And don't like you. Maybe for that day. Maybe for that week. But joy never leaves you. Even though they may not like you. Even though they, you know, you got joy. Because you know where your joy comes from. Don't allow happiness to be your portion. But let joy be your portion. Because when joy is your portion, nothing can steal your joy. Nothing can take your joy. Even when it's just life situations that hit you like a bullet, it cannot take your joy. Circumstances that almost can just take us out, it won't take our joy. That's why you got to ask God for the unspeakable joy. You got to ask God just for that, for joy. That, 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 that supernatural, supernatural joy that we talked about. We talked about supernatural joy today. It was that supernatural joy in the book of Ephesians, in the book of Colossians, in the book of Thessalonians. It's that supernatural joy. It's that supernatural joy, y'all. The supernatural joy that's given by God. That you need. You need that. Not just happiness. Joy. Supernatural joy. Because you could be joyful even in a trial. In a fiery trial. If you got joy, hey, in a fiery trial, you'll be able to stand. Even though it'll feel like you're going over water coming over you, but you won't drown. You'll be able to come back up and be revived, even in that fiery trial. So don't allow your joy, don't allow your joy to leave you at all. Because you're going to have exceedingly joy. Exceedingly means that it's continually, even in between life. Because life is a leap in faith experience. You leap from one place to another place by faith. Through experiences that you don't even know that's coming your way. Maybe good, maybe bad, maybe ugly. But at the end of the day, you're taking a leap. And you're leaping to the next place. Hoping that you land on your feet. But even if you fall down, you can get back up. That's that exceedingly joy. Exceedingly joy, meaning that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be joyful anyway. I'm going to be joyful even when it hurt. Have you ever just been hurt and just still have joy? Just hurt and just still just be joyful. Even though sometimes you, you, you cry a little bit. But you, but, you, but you don't let nobody steal your joy. Because what you're doing is you're releasing. You're releasing the pain. You're releasing the hurt. You're releasing things within you. So that you won't allow your love to be turned wax cold. That your love will be fervent. That you will be hospitable. That you will... Be able to minister to one another. Just like the Bible just told us. It says to what? Above all have fervent love for one another. Be hospitable to, to one another without grumbling. Amen. As each one has received to minister it to one another. I have a gift. I'm going to minister it to you. I have a gift of business. I'm going to teach you how to start your business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, it brings joy when I can help somebody start their business. It brings joy when I can help somebody start the ministry that's inside of them. Because that's the gift that God gave me. That's the gift. Then he not only gave me the gift, but he gave me the credentials. Because not only am I able to what? Minister you in the gift that has been given to me. 
but I'm able to help you mentally, spiritually. But then he also gave me something credentially because I can also help you get the building because I'm a licensed realtor. So God didn't just give me the supernatural ability to minister to you the gift of business and of, 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 of ministry. But he's given me the ability to give you something tangible, something, an uh, acquisition of something, a building. Come on, in order for you, I'm just, I'm not going to go into all that. But I'm saying that's the gift that God has given unto us. So what God has given unto us, we must minister that to other one another. But we don't want to help one another. We don't want to see others get before us. You know, when God begins to use um, us. You know, we have the eyes that look at us like, mm, they're not going to succeed. Mm, that ain't what God said. Mm, well, I don't know why they're doing this. This ain't what. You don't know what God told them. So you must do it with exceedingly joy. Everybody's not going to be happy for you. Everybody's not going to be. Let me tell you something. The exceedingly joy that you hold. When God have called you to do some great things and you're doing it, everybody's not going to applaud you. Everybody ain't going to even believe you. But it doesn't matter. You got to do what God told you to do. With a silly joy. Even when sometimes it's only you alone. You have to do it with a silly joy. Apostle, that's hard to do with a silly joy when it's you by yourself. Yes. It is. Can I be a witness? Can I be a witness? Hey, I'm in it now. Hey. But guess what? I'm doing it with a seemly joy. Because when it comes, hey, God, I'm going to know how to stand up in the glory. Because the Bible just says right here, it says that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with a seemly joy. So just imagine, I'm already walking in my seemly joy now. Now the glory is going to be revealed because everything he told me was going to happen. It ain't happened yet, but I'm giving him a yet joy. Come on, y'all. That's that yet praise. Meaning that I'm doing it in advance before I see it. See, faith is what we don't see, but we know what we hope for. I hope for what he promised, what he told me to do. Even though I think I see this strange concerning the fiery furnace, which is trying me. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. It's trying me. It is. But guess what? It's making me. This trial is making me. It is bringing me out of me. I'm seeing me. So I'm getting all those nasty things out of me. In my fiery trial. Because I'm seeing the real me. So the real me is being produced. The real me is being created. Through my fiery trial. Because my eyes is not on them. That's taking me through the trial. But it is on me. Because I'm in it. And I'm looking at the speck in my own eye. So that I got to get things. Residue. Out of me. Because when he revealed this glory, come on now, I can't have that mess in me. So know that my fiery trial is making me. So that I can enjoy the glory that's about to be revealed. But in the meanwhile, I'm going to rejoice 
to the split and to partake of Christ's suffering. Because he died for me. I'm not dead. Even though I'm suffering. Because he's already taken it. Taken it for me. But as I'm going through this trial. I'm able to stand. And rejoice. Because now when his glory is revealed. I'm going to be glad. With exceedingly joy. More than the joy I got today. That was a praise right there. I'm talking about exceedingly. That type of joy when you get out your car and you're like, hey. The type of joy when you wake up, hey. The type of joy when you just step in a place, hey. Ha <laughs> ha. the joy. <laughs> Glory to God in Jesus' name. That's the word on today. We're going to stand in that exceedingly joy, y'all. That's right. We're going to stand in that exceedingly joy. Why? Because we are partakers in Christ's suffering. Amen. And we're going to rejoice to the extent in the partake of Christ's suffering. Because guess what? Even though this strange concerning this fiery furnace is here to try us. We're going to stand in it because we know it's going to make us, break us, and create us to be who God created us to be. So in Jesus' name, God bless you. I thank you for joining us. Amen. That was such a great word. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Amen. As we go ahead and just praise and worship our way out, we thank you for joining us, amen, on today. And know that to, um, that God continue to be a blessing to us, amen. So we thank God for you. We thank God for you joining us. So International Outreach Network, God bless you. And for those, I know you know Christ. All you got to do is just accept him right now, wherever you are. Hallelujah. Ask him to forgive you for whatever you may have said, whatever you have done. Go ahead and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you. Believe in your heart that he forgave you. And I'm telling you, as you receive him right now, he is your Lord and Savior. You are saved. Welcome to the household of faith. And open up your mouth wide and receive the precious Holy Spirit that can be given unto you. May God bless you. May God bless you and be with you. In Jesus' name, we love you. And thank you for joining us. And until next time, if God is willing, we'll see you back here same time. Sunday, hallelujah, 1030. Come on out. We're here in the building. 11115 Hicks Boulevard, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. And again, thank you for joining us, Soar International Outreach Network. I'm Lady Apostle. God bless you. God loves you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yeah, 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 o